Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you are listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. Yo, if you like the podcast, tell a friend. Make sure you're sharing the damn podcast wherever you can share it. You can find us on iTunes, um, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, all that stuff. But our main home is the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. And as usual, my man Kevin Cleveland is running the show, engineering, producing. Kevin, what's cracking? How you doing, brother? Hey, Reg. I'm doing good. Uh, kind of bummed about the Lakers uh, getting out of the playoffs. But the Eastern Conference Finals has been interesting uh, with Miami winning the first three and Boston coming back with two in a row. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, DeAndre Hopkins got released from the Arizona Cardinals. That, that, that's going to make a little waves in the NFL. We're going to talk about the Lakers and LeBron and his future. But first up. Ah, so NBA playoffs just keep rolling along. We are in the conference finals and the Nuggets have already taken care of my Lakers, and we will talk about that in the next segment. But the Eastern Conference Finals is still going down, and we got the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat. The Celtics were down 3-0 and have since won two games in a row. After all the talk that we've had on national TV, on the national airwaves, on the, 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 the internets, all that stuff about how the Celtics just are soft and they, they you know, people just go running the gamut. They, they got the light skin action with Jason Tatum. I mean, I even hate talking like that, but that's where people are going with this thing. Uh, you know, they, they ain't got no heart. They ain't got no dog. And they just won two games in a row. So what kind of dog is that? I mean, is, is it a, is that a bulldog? Is it a, a terrier? You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it a Rottweiler? What, what, what kind of dog comes back from being down 0-3 to show some fight and win game four in Miami when everybody thought, okay, this is going to be a sweep. I did not think that. I thought the boss, this is what I thought this whole series. Boston is the better team. The Miami Heat have played over their heads, right? These guys are shooting the three like crazy. Jimmy was getting anything he wanted, and the shots weren't falling for the Boston Celtics. Like, they lost game one. They should have won game two in Boston. Um, that just didn't happen to go their way. Game three, they came to Miami, and Miami got that game. And you thought, yo, okay, people were thinking, oh, they're just going to lay down. They're going to one, two, three, Cancun. They can be out of here. No. Nah. Jason Tatum put them dudes on his back and came out in game four and ran the heat. Then in game five, they go back to Boston. And you know they're winning that game. They go back to Boston, win that game. Jason Tatum doesn't even have to go crazy. He just controls the entire game. I think my man had 21 points, 11 assists, and like seven rebounds, right? And, and, and can we please put to bed this notion of anybody ever in their mind thinking that Jalen Brown is is the the better player on this team than Jason Tatum. Like I need you I need I need people to understand something here. It's, it's cuz there there's a discussion that people think, well, Jalen Brown's the man that really carries that team. No, 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 no. Listen. Jalen Brown got to the Celtics a, a full year earlier than Jason Tatum. He was a lottery pick. I believe he's the number 7 overall pick out of Cal. Got there a full year earlier. Jason Tatum showed up 
And guess what the Boston Celtics decided to do with their team? Ride wherever Jason Tatum wanted to go. They had already seen a full year of Jalen Brown. And Jason Tatum showed up and they were like, yeah, we're going to do what that guy want to do. Why? Because that is the guy on this team. Right? There ain't no conspiracy. Ain't no, ain't no, hey, we like the light-skinned dude more than like the dark dude. Ain't none of that going on. It's just that dude is that dude. And I think people just miss, they miss the point about Jason Tatum or just any of these guys. Doug, he's 24 years old. And the crazy thing about him is that he's done so much at such a young age. We've come to expect, we, we've come, he set the bar so high at being so young, right? He's got, he's been to four conference finals by the age of, I think he's, was he 20, is he 24 or 25? I think he's 25 now. By the age of 25, that dude has been to four conference finals and one finals. That's unheard of. Michael Jordan hadn't been to a finals by the age of 25. LeBron James hadn't been to a finals by the age of 25. Right? Like, he's done so much. We've seen him so much over these past, like, five years. We just think that, yo, he just can't get it done. And that's crazy to have him in that conversation of guy can't get it done at 25. But that is the world we live in, and it's so insane. This dude is otherworldly talented. And every now and then, like people do because they're human, he doesn't have a perfect game. Every now and then, he shows up, and the shots just don't fall. And for the Boston Celtics, when the shots just don't fall, they're going to lose because they don't run any real offense. I've been saying this for weeks. Their offense is, okay, Tatum, go here. Okay, Jalen Brown, your turn. Okay, Al Horford, go ahead and, and throw a three up. Okay, uh, Marcus Smart, throw an inexplicably untimely three, right? That's what they do. Malcolm Brogdon, come in, dribble a lot, and get to that mid-range and, and try to hit a shot. There is no real flow to their offense. It's just a lot of ISO, one-on-one. -on -one. And when you have one-on-one -on -one players who are dope like that, you can get away with it. But some nights, their shots just aren't going to fall. And that's what was happening for the Boston Celtics. Right, especially Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was having the worst series of his career, which is why I say let's put this to bed, this whole Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown thing. No, no, no. Jason Tatum is that guy, and Jalen Brown needs to be on the first thing smoking up out of Boston after this season. It just You can't have two dudes who basically do the same thing, and then one of them is just a lesser version of the other as your two best players. That just isn't going to work. They needed what the Boston Celtics needed to do was years ago when they had the chance, they should have traded Jalen Brown and on a couple other picks to get Anthony Davis when Anthony Davis was available. That was the move to make. But instead, they kept all these young dudes and hoped they materialized into something. And what they materialized into is a dope team that's in the finals, in the hunt for the finals every year. They just don't have that oomph. They don't have that down low presence, somebody who can get them a bucket in the paint and, 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 and really just force the defense to make more decisions. Right, they've got Jason Tatum, and he falls in love with the three sometimes, but but sometimes he shows up, and that dude is just a man on a mission. He'll get to the bucket. He has a dope layup package, but he takes a lot of hard shots. And the same thing with Jalen Brown. He takes a lot of hard shots, and he doesn't know how to dribble. 
for some reason, that dude is always dribbling the ball off his leg, off his foot, off somebody else's foot. I don't understand what happened to that man's handle or if he ever handle, uh, ever had a handle to begin with. I just don't know. But what I do know, the Celtics, it's 3-2. They're going back to Miami for game six. And if they win this game tonight, which I fully expect them to do, actually. Matter of fact, I had some people try to bet me about this last night, and I was kind of gun-shy about it because I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. If they win game six, I'll bet you in game seven. No, I'm going to say it right now. Boston Celtics are winning game six, and then they're going to win game seven. And they will be the first team ever to come back from being down 0-3. Why would they do that? Because they're just a better team. They're just a better team. They've got they, they've got everything that you need. They've got everything that you need and, and then some versus the Miami Heat. And it's a nice story, the Miami Heat. They've got Jimmy Butler, who I love Jimmy Butler. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I've been, I've been screaming his praises for years. Everywhere he's been, I thought he's been dope. And the narrative around him has always been, Jimmy's a dope player, but can he be the best player on a championship team? And the answer is still no. Because I don't care what happens. If they, if they, if they beat the Celtics and they go to play the Nuggets, they're getting blown out. They're not beating the Nuggets. They have no, they have no answer for the Nuggets. This little story is, is, running, is running thin, right? And Jimmy Butler is dope. There's no knock on him. He's just not enough to be the number one on the championship team. I think Jimmy Butler needs, now he could be the number one on the championship team if you have everything else around him, everything else. I say if you swapped, and this is and this is also an age-appropriate thing, right? If you swap Jimmy Butler with Jason Tatum on the Celtics, I think the Celtics are a championship team. I think the Celtics are a championship team right now. They beat the Heat, which I think they're going to do tonight, and I think they'll win Game 7 on Monday, and they play the Nuggets. I got the Celtics beating the Nuggets. They match up so well with the Nuggets. They've got mismatches all over the place they've got Marcus Smart who can run around with Jamal Murray they've got Jalen Brown who is going to put wreak havoc on KCP KCP is a great defender but he's going he's going to make it work and he'll play he'll play D on KCP and he can switch up and be on Jamal Murray Jason Tatum is going to give Michael Porter Smith nightmares He's going to give him nightmares. <laughs> that dude is so great offensively, but cannot move his feet on defense to save his life. And then you got the big one, Jokic. And you got Robert Williams, who's a big body who can bang with Jokic and protect the rim. They've got a damn squad. And you got Al Horford with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's going to have to be out in the perimeter guarding Al Horford because Al Horford's going to be out there shooting them threes. That's the series I want. I do not want Miami and, and the Nuggets. I want the Celtics and the Nuggets. I want to see a great matchup. I think that will go seven games. I think the Heat and the Nuggets, that's 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 going five. Five, four, right? And no one wants to sweep in the finals. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, especially ABC and ESPN. No, 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 no. Nobody wants to see that. Um, I just think that the Celtics, they just got a better team than the Heat. And, and, it's, and, and it, people can say it, it's never happened before. Well, it never happens until it does, right? You know, you get teams coming back from 3-1. That was never, people never used to do that. And then it started happening. I mean, I think the Rockets were the first one. The Houston Rockets were the first ones to come back from 3-1. I think uh, against the Suns and Charles Barkley back in 94, 95, I believe. Man, man I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm a little hungover, too. I got that. 94, 95, I think it was a the year. They came back 
and uh, it came back from down 3-1. And they called themselves Clutch City. Clutch City was the Houston Rockets. I remember that. Um, but I think the Celtics are going to be the first team to come back from 0-3 just because their talent level and man for man, they've just got more. You, you the, the Heat just can't keep relying on Gabe Vincent to show up and be a star. Right, you can't keep relying on Duncan Robinson to come in and run your offense through him. Now he's a dope three point shooter, but eventually the Celtics are going to play that dude off the floor because he can't guard he can't guard anybody either. And then you get Bam out of bio, and he's a dope he's a dope player, but he's not he's he's, he's I don't think he made All NBA. Did he make All NBA this year? Let me. Let me, let me check this out. I don't even think that Bam Adebayo is, is all NBA. He's a very good player. Very good player, just not great. And when you get to this level right here, Jimmy Butler is going to need another great player next to him to really get this thing cracking. And it's Miami. They'll be able to find free agents. They'll be able to get people to come there, of course. Um, but that Heat culture, you know, it's, it's dope. I love how they got the, you know, the undrafted players and all that. But at some point... You know, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. You know, the glass slipper turns 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 back into a you know a, a, a what what they call that a, a, a clog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or it just it the story just runs out eventually. And I think the Heat are running out. I mean, you've seen it. Jimmy Butler has not been Jimmy Butler the last two games, and maybe the dude is just tired. Bam Adebayo hasn't given them anything really in the last two games. I mean, my son was here. He had a parlay going, and all he needed Bam Adebayo to get was 15 points. 15 points for an all-star, and my man could not get 15 points in a basketball game. Being the one of the tallest people on the floor, that is ridiculous. So, I'm excited to see game six. I got my money on the Celtics. And once they win game six, we'll be back here talking next week about how they won game seven. And then I want to hear what people are going to say about Jason Tatum then. What you going to say? Because for me, right now, in this league, that dude is a top five player. Easily top five player. Let's see what happens. Be back after the break. So, well, it's been a sad week because, you know, we lost to uh, the Nuggets and got swept. But we didn't go out without a fight. LeBron James came out hot in the first half. I mean, he went for 30. I was thinking, yo, LeBron was like, yo, I might get swept, but I'm going to get swept dropping 60. And he came out in the second half, and he played like he was 60. (laughs) I mean, he just didn't have nothing left. (laughs) And it's just a sad thing. It's not sad. It's just... We're going to miss LeBron James when he's gone, man. For all the hate and all the stuff that people talk about. Now I got people texting me all week like, God, why does media slurp LeBron James so much? Because he's the, he's the greatest player we've had since Michael Jordan. That's why. That's why. That, because we, as a general public, we want to hear about stories that are entertaining and dramatic. That dude has been the drama of the NBA for 20 seasons. He came in as a high school phenom and lived up to the hype. We've been through all the ups and the downs. He's left Cleveland. He came back to Cleveland. He came to L.A. This dude has had a storied career, and we're following it day by day. And that's why Bleacher Report, SportsCenter, ESPN, 
um, uh, Hoop Live, Hoop Collective, Overtime. That's why they follow his every move because that dude is entertaining. There's something going on. And when he left the press conference, he gave us more entertainment, right? He shows up there talking about, you know, contemplating retirement. And you know good and damn well LeBron James is not retiring. He just dropped 40 points in the Western Conference Finals. His team made the Western Conference Finals and he dropped 40 points with a bum foot. That dude is going to go home, get the rehab, and make his $50 million next year. I think he's owed, like, he's got, he he added on two more years of his contract, so that's $100 million. You think LeBron James is walking away from $100 million? It's the same thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers. When people were talking about Aaron Rodgers is just going to retire, he's due $60 million. You think somebody is leaving $60 billion on the table? When it's sitting right there for them just to walk through the door and take? LeBron James would come out in a wheelchair every game for the Lakers to get that $50 million. That's $50 million. What are you talking about? It's $100 million for the next two years. He will be there. I don't care what they have to do. If they have to sew that man up, stitch him up, uh, icy hot on every part of his body, that dude is getting that $100 million. It's going to happen. Only thing I hope is that he doesn't turn this into a Kobe Bryant situation. You know, rest in peace. When Kobe just took the Lakers money for the last like four years, took a three-year extension, knowing he was not good anymore. And that dude just took all the money just to have a basically a three-year farewell tour, farewell tour. And oh, you know LeBron is doing that. You know how Kobe had his last season, he was the retirement season, he was gonna retire, so he played that last year. Oh, LeBron is going to announce that retirement. They're gonna be a Nike commercial about the retirement. There will be a party in every city that he goes to. They will have a halftime something, uh pregame something for LeBron everywhere. And it's deserved. He is the greatest player of this generation. He is my greatest player of all time. He's going to do that. But in the meantime, Lakers still got a shot to do some things here, right? They just got to, they've got to, and, and when he was talking about possibly retiring, he was throwing shots at the organization, basically making sure that they know, let's get this thing right. Let's get some more players in here. We got to make some more trades. They've got to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. That was the thing that we talked about. And I thought for the regular season, he was dope. And for the first round of the playoffs, he was cool. But as I've said about dudes like James Harden, D'Angelo Russell, um, I was saying about Jokic, but I was wrong about Jokic because that dude has just become one of the dopest players on the, on, on the planet. The athleticism catches up to these guys. D'Angelo Russell, if you watch his game, he is so unathletic. Like he can't drive, he can't drive past you. He barely even jumps on his jumper. He can't defend anybody. And the regular season is cool. When you get to play against the bottom half of the league for half of your season, you can look like a really good player. When you get to the playoffs and you're playing the best of the best for seven straight games, class starts to show. And that dude is not an Eastern is not a conference finals player. He's not even a second round player. He's a second round role player who can get hot at home and do some things. When you go on the road, that dude is a liability. And in the conference finals, he was a liability everywhere because the Denver Nuggets was just hunting that dude, and he couldn't get any movement on his. He couldn't get any movement anywhere because they had defenders to be in front of him. They took. They showed that. They showed the league this dude is just a regular season hire. So they got to get rid of him. They gotta find something else to do. Austin Reeves, right? He's gonna get. He's gonna want to get paid. Um, 
they're going to need to bring in some shooting. They, the three-point shooting just failed them in this series. Three-point shooting failed them. And we got to talk about Anthony Davis here because people just, I think, man, you know, it's just the media just starts to run with these narratives and then people get them and they just can't let them go. So Charles Barkley calls Anthony Davis street clothes, I think two years ago, right? Because he was injured or something like that. But nobody ever really pays attention. All they hear is street clothes, and it's funny, and everybody wants to just run with that because Anthony Davis is hurt right now. It was hurt at the time, and he couldn't play or whatever, right? But do you know, over the last four years, guess who's played more games than who? Steph Curry, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Steph Curry has missed more games than Anthony Davis in the past four seasons. Kevin Durant. Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant? Guess who's missed more games? Kevin Durant. But for some reason, somebody says something funny about Anthony Davis, that becomes the narrative and the story, right? And then we want to get on how he plays and how he... Yo, guys, it ends up tying back to LeBron, but I just have to say this. You can't... Anthony Davis averaged in this postseason... 22 points, 14 rebounds. Listen to that. 22 points and 14 rebounds in this postseason. Guess what his averages were for this regular season? 24 and 12. Okay? 24 and 12. Guess what his career averages are? 24 and 10. Anthony Davis is who Anthony Davis always was. He's a really good player who at times can look like a top five player in this league and at times can just look like a really good defender with marginal offensive skills. That's who he is. That's who he's always been. But for some reason, he has a great game and then people expect that he's just going to do this all the time. That is not who he is. The averages have shown you, but you guys refuse to believe it. I'm not, I don't, I see Anthony Davis for what he is. He's not LeBron James. That's what is most of these guys. We have, in, in the haste to keep LeBron James from ever reaching Michael Jordan status or being on Michael Jordan's level or keeping Jordan as the great and the goat of all time, we have started to downgrade everything LeBron did so that by proxy, everybody behind him can't ever even measure up. They can't have a bad game. They can't do anything when this is what people do. They're averages for a reason because nobody is sustainably the greatest at everything, every damn time, every game. And I told you, I did the deep dive. I went into Michael Jordan games. Michael Jordan had clunker of games. I've watched, I looked at the stats. I've seen the man go three for 19 in a game. I've seen it. He was not perfect. These guys aren't perfect. Nobody is. They will have bad games, especially if they're not the greats of the greats. They're going to have more bad games than average. That's just what it is. So when Anthony Davis comes out and he's great one game and then, okay, the next game and then really good this game and then uh, the next game, that's who he's been. His entire career. Why are we trying to make him somebody else? Why are we demanding that he be something else? He is just what he is. A really good player. 
He's just not a superstar. That is LeBron James. That is Giannis. That is Jokic. That is Steph Curry. There's only a couple of those guys. Kawhi Leonard, when he's actually healthy, there's only a few of those guys. Everybody can't be them. Everybody can't make the world orbit around them. Some people are just visiting this planet, right? It's, it's LeBron James's world. It's Steph Curry's world. Everybody else in Giannis's world. It's Jokic's world. Everybody else is just visiting. They're visiting. And sometimes they get to have their name up in the marquee. But you can't expect that from them all the time. And why we treat Anthony Davis like he's supposed to be some great when He's just doing what he's always done. And I hate watching these dudes on TV talking about him like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is a career 22-point-a-game scorer. But he they get on TV and they act like they never had bad games and they couldn't lose a game and you got to have heart and you got to do this. Dog, stop. You guys are making this. So, you're making the public lose their minds because they think that you guys were unassailable and so now everybody's got to be perfect and jordan did this and so if jordan did that you got to do this. but they're not jordan anthony davis is not jordan anthony davis is not kareem abdul jabbar anthony davis is not lebron james he is anthony davis he's a hell of a damn basketball player he's a great basketball player he's just not a superstar and he should stay with the lakers the lakers better keep him and we'll run it back and get some good players around them just get some more shooting right get some more shooting get, you, you, you got to keep Rui Achimura. That dude came and played lights out for the Lakers. We got to find a way to keep him. Um, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, nice defensive player, but offensively, nothing. So there's just going to be some decisions to be made. I hope that Rob Palenka can make some things happen. And I just don't want to see LeBron out there playing for absolutely nothing. And I don't think Lakers ever do that. They will find a way to get some players around and make some things happen. Um, we just, this is tough. It's tough, tough, tough Western Conference Finals, tough loss, tough sweep. But they played their their hearts out, man. And you that's all you can do. Tip your cap to them. Yo, they tried. They didn't come out there and just give it away. You know, they fought every game. Every game was it was it's a four-game sweep, but every game was close. Every game was drama-ridden. And there's not much more you could ask for. And I can't wait, man. I think LeBron's coming back. There's no way he's retiring. And, you know, people talking about, well, he wants to play with Bronny. Man, the only way Bronny is playing, I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to even be a hater. I just seen the cat play. I seen the young man play. And I, I don't see it. Right? Six foot three, not really explosive. You know, he's a nice dude, but, you know, he's got his dad's, he got his dad's name and his, his last name. That's what's going to get him to the NBA. So if, if that's going to help him get to the NBA, fine. I'm fine with it because nepotism happens all over the damn place. So it can happen in basketball. He gets there and let them play in a game together or be on the same team or something like that. That's cool. If, if Ronnie even wants that, right? Ronnie might even want the, the damn nepotism. He might want to do it on his own merit like most people would like to do. Um, so LeBron will be back. Lakers will be back, and hopefully they revamp, and we can get some things going and make another run. But uh, yeah, championship season did not go the way I expected. <sighs> we back after the break. So, very quickly, we got to touch on this DeAndre Hopkins news. DeAndre Hopkins was released from the Arizona Cardinals, and man, that's a all pro wide receiver just sitting out there on the market. Um, and immediately the first thing that people think about is who should he go to? Where should he go? Um, the Ravens. 
<laughs> I mean, if 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 you could get DeAndre Hopkins to the Ravens with OBJ, who's not going to be there after this year, right? I think he's he's there for this year and he's trying to do a prove it deal, prove it, you know, he's on a prove it deal where he's gonna make his money real quick and then show the league that he could get another contract and, you know, maybe the Ravens will re-sign him, I doubt, but it sounds like, you know, he wants to get one year and then head on somewhere, you know, probably in the bright lights, probably get back to L.A. somewhere or New York or something like that. Um, but DeAndre at 31 years old, Pro Bowl receiver, um, all pro, you put him up there with Lamar, OBJ, Rashad Bateman, they just drafted Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, oh my God! I just—I mean, you, that will be sca- oh my God! I don't know how much money he's looking for. You know, who knows? You see what his agent's asking for? How much he's looking for? I mean, hell, I think he was supposed to make this year um, twenty-two. Well, they're clearing seven point three eight million in cap space in twenty twenty-three. Twenty-two point six million in dead cap. Um, yeah, so I mean, he was basically making twenty million dollars this year. So how 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 much he's looking for in a new contract from somebody else who's gonna who's willing to give it to him? Who has the money left? Because hell, we just went through free agency and the drafts and everything like that. So now he's a cap casualty, and also probably just didn't want to be in Arizona anymore. I mean, they fired the coach. The quarterback is probably gonna be out for most of the season with the torn ACL. Doesn't even look like they got along. Anyways, if you watch that hard knocks in season, they was arguing about stuff because. Kyler Murray was missing him wide open over the middle a couple times. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. Uh, who who else needs a receiver? Oh, Chicago, you throw him out there with Justin Fields, give him a real number one. Man, they there's some interesting spots. Chicago, Baltimore, hell, Buffalo. You get him up there outside of Stephon Diggs with Josh Allen, Kansas City. Can you imagine? Can you imagine DeAndre Hopkins with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey? Oh my God! Oh my God! Like this is the NFL. Just man, they are just the best at keeping you interested all the time. I just got to see what this is going to be. This is going to be fascinating to see where he ends up going um, because he's going to change. He will really literally change the balance of a team, change, swing things, right? You get Kansas City and Kansas City still probably the favorite Kansas City, you know, Cincinnati, Baltimore now up there, Buffalo as uh, you know, being the, the favorites for the, for the, uh, the AFC. If DeAndre Hopkins goes to either any of those teams, that kind of has to shift them up, shift them to the top. Could he mess around and go to Dallas, right? He goes to Dallas. What does that do for Dallas? You've got uh, who's 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 the dude? The little the dude with the braids. I, mean, I forget his name from Oklahoma. God, I cannot remember his damn name. Uh, receiver, their number one receiver, and then they just got Brandon Cooks to be their number two. You get DeAndre Hopkins, you've got a damn receiving squad, and you got no more excuses for Dak, right? You got all that. If they can get. DeAndre Hopkins to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they win it. They're going to the Super Bowl. It will be the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the 49ers as the three best teams in the NFC, which is basically what they're at already. But you add DeAndre Hopkins, Cowboys just up a level right there. So, 
Training camps, you know, the OTAs are starting. Training camps are getting started. You see Lamar out there. You know, they had a whole video with the, with the Ravens out there showing Lamar, showing up early, getting that practice in. Man, they're going to be, ooh, NFL, I cannot wait. Oh, and we are dangerously getting close to where we just got baseball. That's why I'm hoping these NBA playoffs just continue to go. We need the Nuggets and the Heat to go. We need the Heat and the Celtics to go seven games. And then we need the Nuggets and the Celtics to go seven games. So the Nuggets and the Heat to go seven games, which they won't because the, the Nuggets will run them off the court. Uh, because after that, we've got nothing until August. Please, please, sports gods, keep us entertained. I can't just do a, I can't do a three month, a three month of just baseball. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Won't do it. But yo, you've been listening to I'm Probably Right. I'm Reggie Watkins. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. Please don't be hating. Uh, if you like the podcast, share it. Tell a friend. Find us anywhere you find your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Listen In, Tune In, SoundCloud. But the main home is the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. As usual, Kevin Cleveland, thank you so much for engineering and producing. We'll see you all next week. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.